0: hello guys and welcome back to the with a minute to go podcast as ever if you're watching on youtube make sure to subscribe to the channel like the video if you do enjoy it, and smash that notification bell so you do not miss a thing as ever you can also find us on spotify by typing in with a minute to go or by clicking the link via our social medias on instagram and twitter at a minute to go pod for two weeks we've been away, we've been busy, and lots has happened in that time. So today we'll be taking a look at the biggest and most important transfers from deadline day. I think we'll be able to guess a few players as to who we're referring to there. Uh, we'll talk about the Big Six. Uh, our time's changing as we head back to the Big Four. As ever, the scout, and we'll finish with a quick look at some of the big fixtures from the upcoming weekend. Lewis, nice to have you with us again, though.
1: Yeah, good to be back. Been a bit of a break, but... um. As you said, plenty to talk about, um, so yeah, I think we can co-
0: talk for hours if you wanted to, but
1: we won't bore our, bore our listeners with all of that, but it's uh, yeah. so good, good to be back.
0: <laughs> well, we usually do, but we enjoy it now. It's, uh, <laughs> it's been a couple of weeks, but it's nice to, to be back. And we've got football in the background, doing the podcast is what we like to do on a Friday night. Right then, we'll get straight into it and we'll have a look at some of the deadline day transfers. Um, I won't start with a name at the top of my list. I'll save that until later. I'm going to ask you first about Dan James. Obviously from Man United he's made a move uh, to Leeds for twenty five million. I think if you if you'd watched that Leeds uh, Amazon documentary that came out, I think it was in January twenty nineteen that he was he was gonna move to to Leeds from Swansea and that deal didn't quite go through and then he moved to Man United in the summer of uh, twenty nineteen. Um very much a Leeds type player, I think it's fair to say. Pacey, attack minded, I think it's a good move for Leeds.
1: It's funny because only on the first day of the season, um, were the Leeds fans singing to Dan James. Um, I don't know if you saw it, Alf. Um, yeah, yeah. You're too shit to play for Leeds was the song, um, which was quite funny really because they've now spent twenty five million on him. But yeah, he's definitely he will suit them. Um, it was a bit weird because United started him. Mm, yeah. In the game before an international break, and then within three days he was sold. Um, obviously the Ronaldo deal would have had an impact on that. Um. It means that Greenwood could now be more of a winger. Uh Ronaldo playing down the middle. Therefore less chances for for James. Um you, you know, Gary Neville never really thought he was a main night quality winger. He's always he always maintained that. Even the start of, you know, his first season at the club when he was banging in them goals, he he wasn't convinced and he had that big lean period. And he never never, you know, managed to get into hmm. being yep. a regular again. But I think he's he's a Premier League quality player, just not that end of it, um, so Leeds good deal. Think I think that's a good deal. Um, him one side, Rafinha on the other, or whatever formation they play, um, he will suit their style with, the, with their pace. He did come ridiculously close, as you said, to sign before yep, yep. he had the shirt and everything. Um, yeah, that's a good deal. Quite a lot of money for Dan James, but you, it's the pace is ridiculous and um, might come out more for a team like Leeds than it would for a team like Man United um, being able to break on the pace whereas United aren't a- often able to to, to to counter-attack against teams because they sit back so yeah it could be a good sign in that it could be a, a good one and yeah I don't know I, what do you think?
0: Yeah well I think it's I think it's a good move for Leeds like you said uh, you mentioned players like Rafinha are in there like I said I think he's very much a, a Leeds sign and he's got good pace down the right hand side it is interesting, though, what you said. He did play, obviously, against uh, Wolves a couple of days before um, moving to Leeds. That is a strange one for me. It's almost like he was in the plans, and because of Ronaldo, they've had to shift things around. And like Oli, Oli does seem to say that he wants to build for the future, but he's just shifted out a younger player to bring in Ronaldo. I'm not sure what you think about yeah, that. Yeah, well,
1: one. the funny, the funny thing is, Cavani is taking the number twenty one shirt because that's the one he wears for Uruguay. Because, um obviously he's had to forfeit the number 7 shirt and who wore the number 21 shirt? Dan James so maybe the only way of Ronaldo getting his number 7 was Dan James relinquishing his shirt and the only way that could happen if he was sold so there we go maybe maybe that is it I mean that's so. a big thing CR7's a big thing so you're not going to mention him yet but um, <laughs> yeah. the brand the CR7 absolutely. a so. I was
0: going to say it's not just the player you're not signing a player there you're signing the brand and, and at the end of the day you want to take full advantage of that as they have with the uh, unbelievable um, shirt sales that I'm sure we'll come on to like, like you said but it is hard not to talk about him because we've been away for a couple of weeks um, overall though Dan James is going to be a good signing for Leeds I feel um, he'll definitely get in their team will get a run of games get more games than he would if he was a Man United week in week out like we said he did play against Wolves but probably not a regular starter in my mind anyway um, but all I did like to change it around so y- y- you never know um, good signing though I think for Leeds there move on then um, to Tottenham's new right back Emerson Royal now I have, I don't have any notes here because I don't really know too much about the guy I know he's from Barcelona he, well, he, other than that I haven't really seen him a great deal these Brazilians they have these names named after them
1: but his name is a bit strange so the Royal is not his name I was listening um, must have been on deadline day or, on, around that time oh, okay. Tim Vickery the uh, no. South American yeah, yeah. correspondent um, the Royal bit is a nickname, he's nicknamed, I think, by his dad or, or someone. Uh, okay, it's a Brazilian brand of jelly. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, a brand of jelly, royal jelly, or something. I'm not sure why, I can't remember why. Um, so yeah, that's where that comes so, from. So we're
0: saying he's actually just called Emerson, like yeah. the left back from Chelsea.
1: Yeah, but they're they, you know the Brazilians have those names. No, Gabriel Paulista, Paulista was a place rather than his name, and right, um, yeah. So they, they often have these different names, but yeah, it's a it's, it's, it's a jelly. So hopefully, okay. causes Tottenham to have a bit of a wobble. Oh. Uh, start the start the next few <laughs> few games, but uh, I think it'd be a good signing. I think he's an attacking right back. Barca signed him a couple of years ago from uh, a team in Brazil. Then they yeah. part-owned him with Betis. He had two seasons at Betis. Um who've now replaced him with Hector Bellerin um, but Barca hmm. bought him out right this summer and he came off as a, a substitute in the first three La Liga games um, but was then sold he wanted to stay I think a Barca who okay. wouldn't want to stay um, but they needed to raise any money they can so yeah absolutely getting 25 million or whatever it is minimum of that yeah they couldn't really say no could they um, hmm. might be a lot of money for a bloke who's not yeah. really proven this level but Tottenham needed a new right back. Yeah. I was um, I was
0: going to say you'd like to think he'd be a a starter and probably a straight swap for Aurea.
1: Yeah, but aurea has gone now and he's cancelled his contract and yeah. his contract. Yeah, he was even linked with Arsenal actually, which would be um, oh, he's an Arsenal fan, yeah, I've seen had, the images. Of mean, I'm a ridiculous signing that. Um <laughs> ridiculous in a bad way. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Um, oh, I, I don't disagree. But yeah, he might be a good signing for Spurs. Arsenal wanted him early in the summer. Um we wanted to swap Bellerin for him right. but Barca probably wanted the straight cash which doesn't surprise me and I, they probably didn't want Bellerin which also, no, also well, doesn't a- surprise me anyone for Bellerin nothing so, is a good deal <laughs> yeah he could be a good sign of that one yeah. so watch out for it I don't know Tanganga's been playing right back for Spurs mm. um, ahead of Doherty so yep. we'll see they had three clean sheets they might stick with Tanganga for a bit but um, who knows very attacking player I think Emerson
0: okay well he's from Barcelona they do tend to be the, the, the right backs from there obviously most famous would be Danny Alves not not particularly defensive right back was he um, but yeah no we'll, we'll watch out for him and we'll see if he I'm not sure if he's I assume he has a work permit so he'll probably be playing this weekend uh, against Crystal Palace 1230 I think that is so it'll be interesting to see how, how he goes on and, and how he gets on in the Premier League okay next one um, Ademona um, Leipzig to Leicester um on loan great for Fulham last year I think it's fair to say Um, if he gets a good a good year he might stay in the Premier League for me from what I've seen anyway opportunities have been limited in Germany and and like I said last year for Fulham he was a standout player obviously relegated so back in the Premier League with Leicester another opportunity and Leicester does seem to be one of those clubs where players can come in and get opportunities um, so it'll be interesting to see how he goes
1: he's never really settled anywhere has he I think he started off maybe at Charlton, had some time at Everton. He's obviously gone, gone yeah. to Leipzig and yep. he's one of the young English players who has gone to Germany and not actually you know, pushed on his career. Um, he's not really got in to their team. Um, perhaps similar to Rhys Nelson when he went to Hoffenheim on loan. But yeah, obviously yep. he's, a, he's a Leipzig player permanently. It just hasn't worked out. So yeah, you're right. He did well at Fulham, apart from that really bad Penenka penalty he did in the last minute.
0: Oh God, um, yeah.
1: Was yeah. that a West Ham away or... <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah. hopefully he won't be doing that. I don't know if he'll get straight in the Leicester team, but it's a good option for Rodgers. I think. Um, I've always liked him as a player. I've always thought he has the right attacking intent, going, wanting to run at defenders. And
0: mm.
1: I think you, I think he score more goals than he does. Um, uh, he's got the he's got pace. He's, he's skillful. And yeah. Just, I, yeah. I've always liked him. It's just mm. it's now time for him to just, just maybe settle down. And if he can yeah. have a good season here, yeah. Leicester might want to sign him. Permanently, I'm not sure if there's an option or not on that. There probably is. Um, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a no lose situation really. He's not going to be your starter for Leicester, but mm. he's someone off the bench. Yeah, if absolutely. someone like Harvey yep. Barnes gets injured again, obviously he's had his problems. He'd, he'd, he'd be a regular. So yeah, you can't you can't lose that situation. And he's got, as you said, he's gone from a relegated team to a team playing Europa League. So he's doing all right. He's doing all right for himself. <laughs> yeah. yeah. yeah
0: yeah should be should be a good deal I'd I, I get a team to a team in the Europa League I think that's a, a very fair reflection of how his season went last year obviously poor one in, in terms of the team but personally very very good and for me Leicester are one of those clubs that they have a lot of attacking players there I think that's quite obvious um, definitely one from the bench I reckon to start with he won't get in that first team um, but with time who knows because he, he is that good I do think he's a very good player I think he's definitely Premier League quality so it will be interesting to see how he gets on um, interesting to see if he does play any part in this weekend's game against Manchester City will be a tough one and we'll, we'll, talk, we'll talk about that a little bit more later but yeah definitely one took to out for Lukman there um, right penultimate transfer we're going to discuss is Sal Niguez obviously uh, he's moved to Chelsea now another big name adding to uh, Chelsea's armoury obviously fills the role as a as a fourth midfielder. Um I think that's very important for Chelsea especially given Kanté's uh recent injury record. Um Lewis, good signing. It's got to
1: be, in it I think uh he's lost his way a little bit actually. Um Atletico, he lost his place in the Spain squad. Mm. Um even though you know for years he's been linked with the Premier League, may United have been linked with him for, for for a long time. But he's only 26. Um so he's heading into his prime. Um and I don't think it could be a bad signing, to be yeah. honest with you. I think he started the season playing potentially at left back for Atletico, which is a bit strange. He started the first mm. two or three league, league games of the season uh, in that position. So it's clear maybe he's That's not, strange. not <laughs> yeah. in their plans to play in his normal position in midfield. Um, I mean, you know, Liverpool, sorry, Liverpool, Chelsea now got four quality midfield options Yeah,
0: yeah. Proven as well, he is.
1: Like get quite jealous, really, because they've got <laughs> Kovacic and Jorginho and Kante and Zaha, and it's yeah. like, yeah, fucking, hell, it's not fair, is it? No, like, oh, it's not fair. Well, well I, th- I think oh. as an,
0: as Arsenal fans, we're going to be jealous of I mean, most teams as the That's to be the
1: best midfield in the country. Yeah. The best, you can have four options, and they'll, they'll pick two of them every week. Yeah. Like. Oh yeah. You know, and you could quite comfortably you, you look at Arsenal and the, and then and their options. It's just it's chalk and cheese. It's mm. ridiculous. Oh yeah, it is. Like, they're all better than anything Arsenal have got, and they've got four of yeah. them, and it's just.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we can't <laughs> always
1: compare it to Arsenal. But it's the same with, with with City as well. I still think they've got Chelsea got a better midfield, different type of formation they play, and they it's better than United's midfield, definitely, mm. because of Matic and Fred and McTominay, no, not good enough for me. Um Liverpool's midfield is probably the second best midfield in the league after after Chelsea's. Um but yeah, that's a great signing. Like bring me on loan an option to buy next summer. They'll probably make it permanent like they did with Kovacic. Yeah. A couple of years ago.
0: So Very good move, I, I think.
1: Can't, you know, take him on loan. God, <laughs> I wish I. Yeah, yeah it's, a, it's a great okay. signing.
0: Yeah, it's good it's business. It's clever business, really, from Chelsea. Like we yeah. said, when they do need that fourth midfielder, you feel. Um, so yeah, you can only think it's going to be a good sign and I haven't seen any signs to suggest otherwise, really. Obviously, there's going to be some sort of transition from the league to the Premier League. We all know very different leagues different styles of play a lot more physical so you know it it may take some time to to embed properly into the Premier League but once he gets going he's a quality player plays lots of times for for Spain um, and obviously Atletico Madrid so great signing for me now then the last one we're going to move on to um, well CR7 (laughs) Tommy (laughs) Asu No I I considered talking about him We won't talk about him though Because he might crop up at the end Um, But yeah Cristiano Ronaldo Man United to Juventus (laughs) 19.7 mil I think it is Um, Now goes without saying This is the Even though the price tag of below 20 million It's the biggest Premier League transfer In a long long time The best league in the world Getting better and better And probably Well arguably the best player in the world has come to it, come back to it obviously after I think was it 12 years away Lewis not for just for Man United but for th- the Premier League one hell of a signing isn't it yeah it
1: is it is um, you know, for years now you think the Premier League uh, they've, they've not had that top level of player um, so to get him back is yeah is good I mean he's 36 so he's not going to be like he was 12 years ago he's not going to be like he was during his time at Real Madrid but it's going to be good. It's Ronaldo. It's the effort that yeah, comes with yeah, it. Yeah. Um, it's good, as you said, for the Premier League to get one of the two biggest names in in world football. Um, that's it. As a fact, him and Messi are the are the top two until they retire. Mm. Um, and, you know, needed a striker. And we said this before. That could be the final piece in the jigsaw. Will he play all 30 five games remaining in the season I don't know I'm not sure he keeps himself unbelievably fit Um, it's interesting because they need someone to score goals over 20 goals a season we've said this before I think they should have gone for Kane but they've gone for Ronaldo now which arguably could be better in the short term Um, they need him to hit the ground running He's not a player who's unlikely to hit the ground running. <laughs> you yeah, think he would, yeah, yeah. especially the form he's shown in Portugal. And he had a couple of games off, didn't he, because he got suspended. So he should be fit and firing for the game against um, Newcastle. Um, yeah, it's ridiculous, and you know the, the shirt sales—it's unbelievable. Um, it's just, it's just great to, for the for our game to have it. I'm not looking forward to playing against him. No, I've played against him before. Uh, as an Arsenal fan And yeah. he destroyed us Yeah I've seen him before Live at the Emirates And he's destroyed us So yeah. I don't really want to do that Even though lots of fans um, Haven't seen him before So that's fair enough But I have And yeah. I've, I've seen enough of him But You know mm-hmm. Maybe I'm looking forward to it
0: A little yeah. bit Was that, but, was that the uh, Was it Champions, Champions League, League semi-final final, yeah, yeah yeah, That
1: wasn't that wasn't a good day No But <laughs> um, Yeah he's not the same player anymore No He's got that pace But, but Yeah he, hell he he of a score Hell of a player Hell of a signing And uh, it'll be interesting to see how he goes Mm. I just won't be able to watch the game on Saturday because it's not on telly um,
0: oh wow they've missed the trick there haven't they well
1: they couldn't that's the way it's gone I'm surprised they didn't
0: try and shift things around last minute maybe stick it Monday night I'm not sure if there's a game there Uh, I don't know there probably is I don't know anyway Chris O'Rannell in the Premier League it's going to be brilliant I mean like you said as an Arsenal fan I'm not overly looking forward to May night's trip to the Emirates but I am looking forward to watching him in the flesh it's it's those experiences you've seen Messi in the flesh I haven't seeing Ronaldo is going to be it's going to be good to be honest with you Um, not holding out too much hope like you said but um, yeah it's one of those things you can tick off and say I've seen Ronaldo so there we go then right we'll move on then um, from the transfers Um, going to talk about something slightly different now for me times seem to be changing in the Premier League of recent years, we've gone from the ever-present top four, Chelsea, Man United, Arsenal, um, and one other, from City to Tottenham to Liverpool. And we transitioned a few years back into the big six as such, Chelsea, Liverpool, uh, Man City, United, Arsenal, and Tottenham. And as we head into the 2021-22 season, we seem to be sort of going back to that big top four, Chelsea, Man United, Liverpool, and Manchester City. Now, Lewis, I feel as if these four teams in the past year or two have developed squads that are head and shoulders above the teams who were maybe on the fringe before um, pulling away from the likes of, of Tottenham Arsenal and Leicester not sure what you think about that
1: the majority of teams are pulled away from Arsenal yeah <laughs> um, yeah I agree the, that four is the top four and anyone out of that four could win the league this year which is quite exciting actually it is um, Liverpool haven't moved on in the last 12 to 18 months squad wise in my opinion but they were obviously already good enough anyway because they won the league 18 months ago or wherever it, it was. So the others had to catch up with them. They've caught up with them. Obviously, last season, Liverpool had their injury problems, but they're back now. They've won you know, two of their first three games of the season. Um, <coughs> sorry. Um, it's, you're right. It is a it four. It's a shame it's not uh, the, the original four. No. City um, <laughs> have so come along and, and just... Ended any chance for anyone else, really? But um, it's exciting to not know who's going to win the league this year yeah. because anyone yeah. could win it. It's not just the Red- two, is it? It's no. not just City and Liverpool now. No, it's not. Like I think I I wouldn't be surprised if Chelsea won it or mm. City won
0: mm. it. Because mm. we talk, we said last year. Obviously, we had Liverpool and City, and we thought, oh well, you never know about Chelsea United. But this year, there are four genuine contenders. Yeah,
1: but I I don't think there'll be four going for it. At the end of the season, no, okay, it won't be that tight. But there are four who could win it from now, mm. if that makes mm. any sense. Yeah, 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 yeah. Whereas you this point get, last year, it wasn't like that. You don't get many seasons where there are four competing for the title come April. Mm. Two will probably pull away because that's just how it works. Mm. But um, any of them could win, and we'll know by Christmas time who's the, the two most likely to be competing. Mm. But they should all be competing really. They've all spent enough, as I said, apart from Liverpool. But they've already got the squad. They just needed the players back.
0: I think it would be close heading into sort of February-March because the squads are that good I don't expect those teams to be losing a great deal of games
1: no we can't see them losing any game but even against each other it would probably be draws Liverpool may United always draw um, City United probably play out draw it's just that's the way it yeah, goes yeah. against them teams um, obviously Liverpool and Chelsea have already drawn I know there was a red card in that game um, but Chelsea were good enough defensively to so say right we're going to sit out and take the draw yeah? and they did Um so, they're four top teams, like, they're, they're, they are streets ahead of the others. <coughs> um, sorry about that.
0: <laughs> Bit of a cough there. Yeah, um,
1: but Leicester, Leicester finished fifth last year, and there was West Ham, and then there was Tottenham, I'd, uh, they are the next three afterwards, them three I just mentioned, Um I can't see anything breaking in the top four, no, in my opinion, no, this year. Neither, neither. I think that top four will be the top four from last season. The same top four again. Yep. Um, so you're right. We are seeing a bit of a return of that. Um, I don't think there's a gulf between the four as big as it has been before to the rest. Um, mm. I think Leicester are a bit closer than perhaps mm.
0: the old top four... Were further away. It's, it's hard to explain yeah no I know what you mean because to, to that I reckon if I pick out a time period so between 2008 to 10 the team that was finishing around 5th and 6th quite a bit was teams like Aston Villa mm. and you look at them compared to the squads of Arsenal or United at the time and, and those squads are head and shoulders above Villa yeah. yeah
1: it was big even though Villa nearly finished above Arsenal no. but it I, was a no, big I know golf. what you mean though Yeah. Um, whereas now I don't think it's as big because the th- more teams have more money but I still mm. can't see anyone breaking into that top four so I've contradicted mm. myself a little bit but I haven't because I think that's the top four <laughs> they're a bit closer but they're still yeah, not yeah, going to yeah. get there no, no. and these these top four they can, they have to perform this yeah. season they've all spent the money apart from Liverpool and Liverpool have to perform because last season was bad so they've mm. all got the pressure on them all these managers and it'll be interesting to see still who's got a job come the end of the season because they can't all win the league mm. they can't mm. all win the league yep. United you know, have got to be up there good point they've got to be good pushing point. they've got to win something this year um, you know. Chelsea have always got to win something. Doesn't matter if you won the Champions League, huh? you could finish fourth and win nothing, and that'd be him out the job. Tuchel, um. Klopp, you know, he probably won't get ever, won't ever get sacked, but he might see, may one day see it's a time, to, time to go. But mm. it's exciting for a neutral, and exciting for someone who's not actually competing with these teams like us.
0: Um. Yeah, I'd rather be competing. I'd rather
1: be competing. Yeah, yeah. I'd like to be. Uh, Part of the four, and um, how Arsenal have fallen, how they have. But anyway, we're not going to talk about it. I don't want to talk about <laughs> that too much. We seem to drift on, don't we? Yeah, we do <laughs> talk about that too much. But uh, yeah, let's it's enjoy how good these, these teams are, Absolutely. because they are unbelievable, yeah.
0: Now, you mentioned money. For me, the big and most obvious difference for three of these clubs, I'm not going to include Liverpool in this, because they're not hugely big spenders as we know but if we're if we're talking about this summer Chelsea City United the amount of money spent I think obviously United bringing in the likes of well Ronaldo fairly cheap but Sancho and Varane as well City bringing in Grealish as one player for 100 million Chelsea spending 98 million on Lukaku again one player pretty much 100 million could we be seeing some kind of effort to not appease the fans, but maybe try and get them back on side after that. You know, back in April, the European Super League proposal Is there, Can you see anything, anything from? Well, that? there were
1: six teams going for it from the Premier League, um, and you just named uh, four of them. Three of them. Three of them. Uh, Liverpool also haven't spent that much, uh, but Tottenham have spent quite a lot, and we, Arsenal, have obviously spent the most. So five of the six teams Spent a lot this summer So maybe Maybe there was Something to do with that You know Appease them Try and get the owners um, Back on side I mean we haven't um, spent it Very well
0: But let's No mo- no. That aside know, It's money Arsenal, it? I'm money not sure spent.
1: how Arsenal spent 150 million And not improve their team but, <laughs> but Again we keep talking About Arsenal um, No you're right Maybe they are um, Liverpool haven't done that Because they didn't need to Van Dyke's like a Like a new signing Like he's not But that's what they say That's what that's what Klopp said um, Getting their their best players back it's just they've got the same team as what they had when they won the league but that's good mm. because they're still in their prime these players um, they might not have much longer left in their prime one or two years maybe but they they don't need to improve that team as long as they stay fit mm. um, they haven't got the money like Man City do, do Chelsea do Man United do United's obviously the Glazers the, 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 most of the protesters about them Chelsea fans weren't really upset with Abramovich but Abramovich has just, just gone right you know what we need a striker will pay for one
0: mm. which he tends um, to do on a regular basis anyway City, I
1: don't think they were that annoyed with their owners how can you be the the reason for their success in the last 10 years has been because of their owners the same with Chelsea so they they can't really be annoyed at the decisions they make it was more the a United one um, the Arsenal one but um, uh, you know and the Tottenham one I guess the Tottenham fans aren't ever really too happy with their owners but I know what you're saying but I'm not sure I'm not sure if it's appeased you know Man United fans enough with the Glazers Mm. it still hasn't changed their mind No, it still hasn't changed Neville's mind even though they've made the right signings Mm. Um, well I I think
0: uh, the Glazers what they took over What 2005 was it around that sort of time it's been a while anyway so there's a lot of a lot of damage been done it's going to take quite a lot to undo that obviously signing of Ronaldo commercially is fantastic But at the end of the day, it's it's probably not enough and you're going to have people like Gary Neville and probably most of the die-hard Man United fans won't be happy with that. I mean, it doesn't matter who we sign. I think we'd we'd want Kroenke out if we're going back to Arsenal. Um, I think that that wouldn't really change that situation. I'm not sure about you, but definitely for me anyway. so well, yeah I, no
1: if we sign Ronaldo I don't care Cronk can stay <laughs> until Ronaldo goes
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah then yeah exactly well there you go then there you go it's a short term fix and maybe for now these excessive sort of spending sprees and, and bringing lots of players is is like a, a short term fix and it's, it's it just covers up for six seven months maybe a year max uh, the problems um, but yeah that's that's definitely something to consider going forward I reckon um Last thing I wanted to ask you on on this subject was, how far in front now do you think that that, that these big four sides are to to someone like uh, uh, a Tottenham or a Leicester or a West Ham? Obviously Tottenham are top at the moment, but we are you know we've only played three games. Is there any room for for clever business um, without the need to spend big to compete at the top? Now referring to probably the most famous and recent case would have been Leicester in 2016 but in the, this five year period have we moved on that much that someone like that is even more unlikely maybe impossible
1: yeah I know but if we said back in 2015 though Leicester are going to win the league you wouldn't believe it so we wouldn't believe it this season we wouldn't believe it back then um, mm, yeah so I know what you mean we maybe have got a bit further but we, we never believed it back then um, but probably uh, probably I agree, yeah. um, uh, the teams the four teams are so good that no one is gonna, you know, fall off. That, that season, they was, you know, it was Arsenal, and Tottenham who finished below Leicester. Mm. Um, it wasn't even them four teams we've been speaking about. No. So they've got all got so much better in that time. Mm. So you cannot see all four of them having a bad season again, like they did that season. Well, like, Tottenham, was, yeah. Tottenham was second for most of that season and competing with top, and then Arsenal somehow finished second.
0: Um, well, at one point Arsenal were top as well in February after they they beat yeah. Leicester in the last. Yeah, minute. so.
1: You know, City, Liverpool, Man United, and, and Chelsea, they all had off-seasons. Mm. Um, I think that might be been Guardiola's first season. Yeah,
0: poor season. Liverpool um, at the time, would, uh, maybe Klopp just took over, but it was yeah, fairly so recent. Three of, the, three of the four we're talking about missed out in the Champions yeah. League. United were going through that patch that with Lou van Gaal that we all you know wasn't particularly yeah. great.
1: So, I can't see that any time soon, where all four have a bad mm. season. Mm. You know, this season, I don't think... Any of them have lost a game yet? Apart from City lost to Tottenham the first day, but they other than, bogey team. Yeah, but mm-hmm. they always lose to Tottenham. Mm, exactly. But they've all won two of two at least two of their three games. Um
0: I think you're right. You're not going to get all four of those teams slipping up. No chance. Absolutely no chance. No,
1: I don't think so. Not for at least two or three years at right. least. Mm-hmm. Um they're, they're too good. They squad depth, yeah. especially United now. Mm-hmm. When you have Sancho mm-hmm. and Varane um, he's got at least three more years in him at the top level. Mm-hmm. Um they can't afford to. I was the manager to be out the door anyway. Yeah,
0: yeah. Um, absolutely you agree with that. Interesting
1: yeah. to see what does happen this season. Yeah. As I said, because some team is gonna finish fourth and some are gonna f- one is one's gonna finish first and it's just which one it's gonna be because it's hard to um it's hard to predict at the minute. I couldn't tell you who's gonna win it. I couldn't tell you, which is quite no. exciting. Um
0: yeah. Oh no. That's how. That's how I want the Premier League to be. That's how it should be. It's the best league in the world at the end of the day. If you've got four teams competing for the top, I mean, we look around the other leagues in the world. You got what Bayern and Dortmund, but Bayern realistically gonna win it every year. Barcelona, Real Madrid, Atletico Madrid, and usually Barcelona or Real Madrid will win it. Juventus win it most years in the Serie A. So
1: the thing is, Atletico won it last year, but that's because Barcelona and Real Madrid weren't good. Like this year, it's a bit different. In Premier League. There are four good teams who are at their top, I think, Yeah. who
0: can win this league. I'd agree with that, yeah.
1: Whereas that was Barcelona and Madrid. That's what happens. Whenever a player go win the league, it's because the other two aren't good enough. Which obviously makes sense. but <laughs> No, I get what you're
0: saying. When they, they have need an off season, be it opens well, they need the to, door, doesn't it? Yeah, whereas, whereas four teams doesn't really open any doors. These four teams
1: are right in the, at their top at the minute, and mm. any of them can win it.
0: Well, um, even if three teams drop off, you still could probably going to have one that pulls away. This is the way it goes. With, with with four teams at the top but yeah no I do see your point there to be honest um, yeah just an interesting little thought there because I I do look at it now and obviously like, I'm going to say it again I don't want to say it obviously Tottenham are top of the league at the moment three games in they've managed to keep Kane but for me those those four clubs are head and shoulders above everybody else In you know we talk about their their starting 11s but also squad depth we don't have to well I always bang on about Man City squad depth, and, and myself and, and, and you and Matt do as well, so um, I think that speaks for itself. At, at the end of the day, the top four, the big four, I think it's going to be the way forward, certainly the next two or three years. Right, okay, we'll move on then. Um, before our, our Premier League game day previews uh, for this weekend, if I can get my words out, we're going to have a look at the scout. Um, we're not going to do a reference to, to the weeks before because that was a while back. That was about a month back now, um, so that was a long time ago. But we'll look at um, the last game week. So you're going to have to cast your mind back a couple of weeks. Um, obviously, international break uh, has happened since then, but we'll quick quickly uh, run you through our choices. Um, I want to go first. Um, Ivan Tony with his first Premier League goal. Um, of the season uh, nice finish good result away at a, a tough Villa team obviously they took the lead and Villa quickly equalised Buendia but good performance from, from Tony by all accounts I did have a quick watcher match today It wasn't on telly but getting that goal an important goal for Brentford and a very important point away from home and obviously they got that win against uh, Arsenal and then they drew against Palace away and a draw against Villa so it's been a good start for them and, and like, like we, we say all the time Tony is going to be vital for them this season so that's why I've gone with him um, Lewis who have you gone with
1: I have gone with Connor Gallagher
0: yeah good shout he scored two
1: uh, away at West Ham for Palace um, come from behind twice to draw uh, I was worried a bit for Patrick Vieira if they didn't get anything out of that game I obviously want him to do well as manager and feel yeah. like he could get sacked quite soon which is quite of a worry but they got a good draw there because West Ham played unbelievably well on the Monday night before um, so that's a, that was a good point. point all, and Conor Gallagher scored both goals cracking second goal I think um, I think it was the second goal returning the box yeah yeah um, obviously had time on loan from Chelsea at West Brom last season Palace have thought you know will have a bit of that He um, ain't going to probably ever play for Chelsea no. um, but i tell you what an unbelievable was, season but he's a good player
0: I like yeah. what I've seen of yeah. him. Yeah, he'll be he's good just, for Palace this year, I reckon.
1: I think so. Yeah, I think he he does look a good player. Or um, well, if he scores two goals every game, he'll be happy. But, yes. um <laughs> yeah. You know that won't happen. But um, it was worth it's worth pointing him out. Actually, I think I think that's a good a good a good player for Palace to get signed up. Um, they're in danger of potentially going down if things go badly, so they need a player like that. I don't know if I put them as my prediction to go down or not. Um, I didn't want to. I don't think I did, because I want Pat, I want Vieira to do well, and hopefully, mm. hopefully Gallagher is a big part of that. Um, yeah. He does look a good player. and A couple of good goals yeah. against a West Ham team who I expect to be up there for the Europa League places again. So yeah. that was that's a good
0: point. Yeah. No tidy player, and and from what I saw of him last year anyway, snippets and and a few games obviously against Arsenal the ones I watched um, nice good player and and a couple of goals a couple of very important goals Uh, a draw away at West Ham is a very good result for Crystal Palace I think especially the way they've started Antonio's been on fire I think he got a couple Um, so yeah good performance from from, uh, Palace and obviously Gallagher right then upcoming game week and am I going to be boring yes of course I am it's got to be one man CR7 Cristiano Ronaldo is making his debut against Newcastle this Saturday um, now we all know Cristiano and he'll be absolutely desperate um, just to, to make his mark I suppose even though we know what he can do just to sort of I don't know like, like a dog would make their mark just just make sure everybody knows what he's about and make sure that even though he's 36 he's still got it and he'll still produce the goods we can wake up for United so for me I expect at the very least a goal some sort of goal contribution though for sure um, so yeah I hope he starts that's that's something as well because I do want to watch him on match the day after and, and various highlights but yeah that would be a good one and uh, I think Ronaldo is is definitely well it goes without saying Ronaldo is one to watch and, and hopefully he gets a goal and, and has an impact on the game for for Man United this year and this season and against Newcastle and now I'm going to pass on to Lewis because I keep talking Lewis off you go <laughs> <laughs>
1: Aubameyang
0: that's who I'm going that's with that's a bold one that
1: first home game of the season for him first start sorry at home against a team who are towards the bottom end of the table like we are but mm. um, above he, us above us who you'd expect <laughs> Arsenal to be beating Norwich um, and it'll be interesting to see how he does because he looked live when he came on against Chelsea yeah. um, even though it was 20 odd minutes he didn't do very well against Man City but no Arsenal player really did um, uh, we, we won't talk about that no um and it'd be interesting to see how he does because his Arsenal need him. to score goals? No, desperately, so desperately need him. Let's hope he gets a couple or three tomorrow, um, because obviously last season wasn't great for him. It was no. the worst season in ten years. So let's hope so. I'm gonna, I'm gonna stick my neck out and say he's gonna get, he's gonna perform well tomorrow. Um, yeah, you know, let's go, he's go with that. I'm, I'm on, hopefully. He doesn't come back to bite me and it doesn't jinx him like our normal scouts do. No. Um, but we say that every week. So... God, I hope you're right, Lewis. I but, really yeah, do. We'll see. He'll probably end up not playing the game and be injured or something. Um but yeah. Let's go over Bamiyang and let's hope I'll break our duck. I'll break our luck. Yeah,
0: yeah. No, well, if if a Bamiyang doesn't fire tomorrow I've got no idea who's going to score the goals for us well that's it no one else is so it's no. got to be him no well, no one else has scored one no. so, well we haven't scored we haven't scored this year we're very good at letting him in we've conceded nine scored none lost every game so yeah good record so far um, but no Aubameyang yeah he's going to be important for Arsenal this season uh, and, and obviously against Norwich um, hopefully he scores hopefully he scores more than one as well right then we'll move on to the last segment of today's podcast and we're going to so I'm going to do this on a regular basis now I'm going to pick three games three of the I feel um, the most important games of the weekend and we'll we'll just give a quick preview of each one and a little prediction at the end Um, so our first one is going to be Leicester against Manchester City now both teams sitting on six points after three games definitely the type of games that you need to be winning um, if they want to be at the top at the end of the year Lou
1: Yeah but it's not going to be easy Um, Not going to be easy at all Um, It's a difficult one They didn't get the transfer window they wanted Mm. They obviously wanted Kane Then they wanted Ronaldo And that obviously didn't work Um, So Guardiola He'll say that he's happy with his squad Uh, We know he's not Because he wanted to sign Kane And then he wanted to sign Ronaldo So he obviously wanted a striker Um, They're good enough to win it without signing that striker As they showed last year but then the other teams around them have got better, so mm. it'll be interesting. Like they need to put a run of wins together. They've obviously put a couple of wins together already. Um, I think it's going ten in their last two after losing to Tottenham. Um, but it'd be interesting to see how they do against a team up there who should be up there. Leicester, obviously, they beat us five 0 but we're not going to be up there. So it'd be in. You know, Interesting to see what players they've got available De, De Bruyne is always always injured at the minute um, they need him fit but then it's a tough one because Leicester it's a hard one they like playing against City like, I think they, mm. they smashed them uh, last year away from home is that right
0: yeah yeah I'll, um, I'll, I'm going to come on to that in a minute you're right though they did beat him um, comfortably
1: this time it's at home so it would be a different kind of game I think City would probably be better away from home mm. against uh, against Leicester um, because Leicester will feel like they've got to maybe come out more but it's a hard one to, t- to pick to be honest you say the City have got to win this um, it's just, it is difficult I mean Leicester's defence is a bit struggling they obviously without um, Re- Wesley Fofana now I'm not sure if yeah. Um, Vestergaard is fit yet to make his debut okay. possibly but it would be him and Soyunchu if they do might, might have a Marty I think soyunchu has gone off it a bit um, yeah Marty maybe but yeah I wouldn't rely on that because I was struggling against West Ham away on that Monday night um, Yeah. So Zolintu's gone off it mm. I think it's really struggled um, maybe we've got a lot more criticism if he was playing for a bigger club mm. so yep Um, you can see that it'll be interesting to see how it goes I think City will win I think it could be could be a close one Um, but Mm. I think I say close I think I'll I'll go for well we'll do the predictions in a bit Mm. but I think City will win and they'll keep a clean sheet as well
0: okay now just quickly no Edison through obviously the, the COVID isolation issue that's been happening um uh, in, in, in South America no Stefan through COVID either so Scott Carson looking like he'll start how important will this be I mean it goes without saying it's going to be important Leicester are going to fancy their chances lots of shots at goal obviously I, I think the last game he played for them was th- was it the one we watched where uh, Ferran Torres got a hat-trick and I think it was away at Newcastle wasn't it Scott Carson played yeah, they saved a, a pen We did a
1: podcast that night didn't we yeah, yeah I yeah, think yeah. so yeah, oh yeah, but he's a goalkeeper, so it doesn't mean just shoot from thirty five yards and it's gonna go in. Um He's an old man now. <laughs> yeah, but you've got a bit of respect on his no, name. Absolutely. <laughs> Some degree. Um, he's a
0: Champions League winner now. Christ <laughs> Um Oh no he's not Champions League. It's right whether Lester getting them, them positions. I don't know if he is or not.
1: No, not Champions League, Premier League. Premier League but, winner, sorry, um, yeah. It's whether get getting them positions to score. You can't just whack it from thirty yards and he's not just gonna let it in. So okay. I don't know, it'd be interesting to see. Um City haven't let in many goals this season apart from the Tottenham game. They had two clean sheets. Um Report's played quite a bit because John Stones was unavailable for the first three games of the season. It'd be interesting to see whether Stones comes straight in now he's a
0: fit. Um I mean, I don't know, we'll see. I think one area with the goalkeepers is obviously Edison likes to come off his line a lot, he he pretty much plays as a sweeper. He's very Carson won't be doing that. No, it, absolutely <laughs> that's what I'm saying. You've got the likes of Vardy, Harvey Barnes running in behind for me, they're going to profit a lot from that. Uh, if they play on the shoulder of Ruben Diaz, whatever, whoever plays at the centre-back, there's definitely going to be opportunities there. A lot more than there would be. I'm not saying Scott Carson's not going to come off his line, because that's what goalkeepers do, obviously. But he's not going to be that sort of sweeper... Um, I'm, trying, I'm trying to think how, the, how to word it, really. But that, that presence, I suppose, that Edison does have when he comes out of his box. And obviously, Scott Carson just doesn't possess that for, for whatever reason especially as he doesn't play too much either and, and obviously his age but um, I think that could be a factor yeah it's a big part of City's game
1: isn't it the way the goalie plays so potentially potentially could have a, an impact on it I still think City's outfield players will probably do the business but I'm sure we're going to get on the predictions in a minute is that what we're going to do
0: yeah we'll get on to the predictions um, last thing I wanted to ask you though was quickly about Leicester yeah. now Lookman may uh, obviously make his debut we talked about him and, and he'll look to impress like he did with Fulham Um but Leicester, you know, they may fancy their chances, especially after last season's five-two battering at the Etihad.
1: Yeah, that was it. Five-two, wasn't it? Blimey. Yeah. They've had a couple of big ones. Remember when yeah. they uh, when they won the league that year? They they smashed Lester uh, City at the Etihad as well. Yeah. Um. They'll fancy, yeah. They'll fancy their chances, I think, at home. But. But then they'll also be scared as well of City because the City, the way City are, like. I think everyone's gonna be worried about it. Obviously City have had one game away a relatively big team this season and lost it at Tottenham. Um mm. if they if they're defensively resolute, yeah, potentially there was there was something there for them. I don't think they will hold out. Um I think City will will do the business but
0: mm. Yeah, I do agree with you. They
1: got, you know, they got to be, they got be, got believe Leicester. But yeah, absolutely. They're know, yeah, I'm, I'm not too be. sure. I'm not too sure they'll get anything out. It's like. not
0: a right off game. It's at Leicester, so well, I suppose no, no, I'll say it's bottom. at Leicester. They won five two at the Etihad, so
1: still think they'll be better yeah. away from home for yeah. some reason.
0: Anyway, score prediction: two
1: 0 Man City.
0: Well, I'm going with the same margin of of win, but I'm going to go with three one to Man City. Oh yeah, I think Leicester will get on the score sheet right then next game um, is going to be Manchester United versus Newcastle now United um, have the chance to go top if West Ham and Tottenham drop points uh, they're playing earlier in the day 12.30 and 3 o'clock um, Newcastle won only one of their last 36 trips to Old Trafford um, and that one being a 1-0 win in December 2013 um, so I think it's fair to say they won't be holding out too much hope I think with United's squad um, the added boost of Ronaldo a draw would be a good effort wouldn't it
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Um, well, the, the way the crowd are going to be up for it. Um, Ronaldo, I mean, he's got to start, surely. He's not like he's struggling for fitness. He played for Portugal last week. He scored two goals in the last ten minutes of the match. Like, mm. You can just chuck him in. Um, so, they'll be at the top. Maybe Sancho won't, won't start, but um, Greenwood will, 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 will be about... Um, yeah there's no chance really for Newcastle um, a point would be unbelievable result um, Joe Willock could potentially pop up and um, yeah, yeah, have yeah. a big impact big but it's
0: going to be tough it's going to be a tough one in the can't no see,
1: I can, yeah I mean the, the crowd are just going to be so up for it and Ronaldo, as you said Ronaldo's is going to be so up for it and the players are going to be up for that as well for the Ronaldo being back and it's just Oh my god, we're playing Ronaldo. Mm. All right, you're professional footballers, but you're still going to think.
0: No, that. no, no, absolutely.
1: And it's the you first are. game, and you're going to be up, but it could be it could be a, a cricket score um, if if United score
0: early. Yeah. Um, well, you, you say that you get some of the younger players who grow up watching Ronaldo. All of a sudden, they're in playing Premier League football yeah, and exactly. they're playing against Ronaldo. So it is. It does definitely come into it. it. Doesn't matter how old you are or how much of a professional you are. I think you're right there. Hmm. Right. Um, like we just mentioned, obviously in the scout Ronaldo's debut. Three points for me would be a great result for United because obviously they've got a trip to to Young Boys in the Europa League, but then they're playing they're, that followed very quickly by a trip to West Ham away. That that won't be an easy game, so I think this is is a very important. Three points for them.
1: Yeah, keep the momentum going. Um, uh, especially, you know, they've they won two and drawn drawn one of their three games. That that draw at Southampton was quite disappointing, so need to get that get that um get that win, and then you've got West Ham so. You, you know if you get a win tomorrow um potentially you would only take a draw at West Ham or you'd be satisfied with a draw mm.
0: um well again it comes back to like we said with City you got you got to really be winning these games yeah you're true yeah true um there's four of them now not two
1: yeah no you're right you just you got to beat Newcastle, and then you can go into the West Ham game saying, "Right, a draw is not a disaster." But if you go, if you don't draw, if you don't win either of the games, then it is a disaster. Yeah, I think yeah. they can still win at West Ham, but yeah. you want to win tomorrow to set it up, set up the game, the midweek game, the Champions League, and then um, get that sorted. Um, they'll win that game. Like you would have yeah.
0: thought. Um No, that'd be. But I, th- I think what they'll do is they'll probably play a, a, a weakened, weekend team. You know, young boys aren't on a great side, really no disrespect to them and obviously the competition but at the end of the day they'll play a week and seem, I suppose their focus this year will be the Premier League
1: mm, yeah yeah but they'll think they'll have a chance in that as well you ain't going to have much better chance than having someone like Ronaldo on your team and he's only got two years left in him really No. so sure. I think they'll give that a go they've got good squad depth um, it's just the midfield area which lets them down in my opinion yeah
0: no, that's fair enough and quickly before we move on score predictions for this game
1: Lou 5-0 um, man united. Well, that's exactly what I've put. 5-0 man united so I'm going
0: to go 5-0 yeah. Um well, I think that that sums up our our uh, thoughts towards this game. Yeah, it's one or be, two early goals maybe and yeah. then
1: it could could set them on their way.
0: I've certainly seen it happen happen before with these types of performances, but um you yeah, 3 o'clock kick-off, some of them are strange, you never know. But yeah, 5-0 United. Right then, our last game. Now, our last game, well, we haven't really talked too much about Arsenal this episode, even though we do keep throwing references in, so it's only fitting that we talk about Arsenal against Norwich, the relegation thriller, Saturday, 3 o'clock. Um, now, obviously, Arsenal had a tough start to the season. Um, well, tough to say the least, really. Arteta are in desperate need of a win. What... <laughs> The club do keep saying that obviously they're they're backing Arteta, but how much time do you reckon? It, uh, and and how bad has it got to get before there becomes a point of no return for Arteta?
1: Tomorrow, if he loses, there's no return. Mm. Well, I mean, it certainly he, in our minds, if he
0: doesn't win, it should
1: be a point of no return. Mm. He's got to go. Just got to go. You can't be Arsenal and be bottom after four games of a season. And that's what will happen if they mm. don't win tomorrow. No, nope. so Definitely. they have to just win. That's it. You you haven't sacked him over the international break, so now you have to, um. You know, you have to win. Like he's they've shown faith in him, as you said, because if I'm him, I'm thinking, fucking, hell, I might be getting sacked here. Yeah, but, um, definitely. And they haven't sacked him in the two weeks so he knows he's built up to this game he has, he's only got some players back mm. uh, on Thursday from international duty which is not great but that's no. the same with every club yeah, absolutely that's so how I was going to say yes yeah, um, right? Norwich won't have many but they would have had some as well mm. and lots of other clubs um Pookie. yeah so we'll see <sighs> he's got most of his players fit now um so that's a positive uh but then there's also no excuse um there's no excuse so no. if they don't win Absolutely. that that could be the end of him in my opinion
0: um, there isn't much time left no. well no excuse for losing but it, it goes without saying this is a very very good chance for Norwich relegation six-pointer maybe um, they won't fear Arsenal at all will they? well they shouldn't no um,
1: they've seen the way that they've played this season um, seen nine goals and not scoring any so they've they've got to be sensible Um and not be too open at the back because there's no point gifting Arsenal any goals um, when they're struggling to score them so maybe you know they're they're a very attacking team and they'll they will come out and look to play but they've got to be sensible and think right if we're a bit more resolute defensively they'll get a bit worried the fans will get on their back we want to be nil-nil for as long as possible and they can nick something and they can nick a draw and they can win or um, that's what they've got to do they can't just come out and let let Arsenal score um, because that would release the shackles. It would get the fans, you know, up a, up and singing, and um, mm. that would be bad news potentially for Norwich.
0: Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I, t- I tell you what, though, if Norwich get a goal early tomorrow, that atmosphere will very oh, yeah, very quickly become toxic. Yeah, it would. It would. Yeah. Um, so seen it, that's seen the key before. for them. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we've seen it before, and, and like you know, that that is definitely the key for them tomorrow. If they can nick an early goal, I I I, I wouldn't wouldn't put it past them getting maybe 2 or 3 genuinely that's how bad we are at the moment Um, so yeah final thing then predictions god I never like
1: predicting Arsenal games no Um, I don't know if I want to hear your prediction about this game I think your prediction means Arteta's getting sacked doesn't it Uh, potentially let's go with uh, Christ Uh, we'll go with 2 nil to arsenal okay. um they've got to win haven't they yeah they have
0: to well they've they've got to they, they have, have to. to but will they now yeah, 2 nil there we go okay done 2 nil i i really hope you're right um but i've gone with 1-1 um now both teams have to have to win but also both teams really really don't want to lose so oh
1: yeah i know but
0: especially norwich i think even though arsenal bottom i do think especially norwich so i think you know, one all. I think that, that, that Norwich would be, would be delighted with I that. Could, absolutely, and we'd be gutted with that. I'd be very, very angry with that. To say, you know, yeah, well, the manager would be
1: gone. The manager would be gone. One all is not good enough. He's got to go.
0: I can see. He'll I be can gone, see Sandy. maybe a, an early goal from Norwich. Maybe we get one in the sort of eighty fifth, eighty sixth minute, and we can't put. We push, push, and we can't get the second. Something like well, that. that's not good enough. No, it isn't good enough. But I've, I tell you what, we've seen it happen before. That's what I'm saying. Well,
1: I know we have, but not three games after after, after you know. No, no, not no for no. the First three right. of the season. Oh, I don't well, know we've bought tomorrow night and, um, then Arteta won't be the manager for much longer I we can't, we can't, the, the thing is so next weekend's Burnley and no. they ain't getting anything out
0: of that so, um, and then after that it's Tottenham well, we ain't getting anything that out of it yeah. so yeah it's, uh, it's not a great situation we're in at the moment you're right we do need to win tomorrow but I'm, I'm not sure we will um, but there we go then there we are we've we've come to the end of another episode um, it's been a good one it's been nice to talk obviously we've been a couple of weeks away um, and, and finally we're back and we're having a look at the games and the transfers and everything we've missed um, so yes yeah, it's, it's been nice to have you on Lee thank you very much for coming on
1: yeah it's good let's just hope um, the football picks up a little bit for us Arsenal fans but yeah good, good to finally be back and we'll see when we can get together for the next one but yeah, hopefully next week
0: yeah sure obviously Matt not with it tonight if, hopefully you can tell that by now we're, we're 50 odd minutes in um, he's just he, sitting here silently <laughs> just no, shocked. He's, uh, he's gone to Wrexham um, for Woking so good luck with that, that tomorrow mate um, but yeah for now thank you very much for listening and keep talking football